You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Mike Farrell. And you're listening to Real Presence Live. We just finished Mass with Monsignor, and thank you to Monsignor for leading us through Mass. That's going to be something that we're going to be doing every morning at the 9 a.m. hour, and we'd love to have you join us in that prayer. Um, We also are going to end all of our Real Presence Live shows with a rosary that's going to be done live. So Mike and I get the honor of doing that today at 10.30. So, Mike... First time co-hosting with me? <laughs> yes, you yes. You poor guy. <laughs> oh, you I think poor. I'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners to get to know you a little bit. Well, I'm a South Dakota boy. I grew up in uh, up in Watertown and uh, uh, graduated back in, way back in 1976 in the Dark Ages <laughs> and uh, uh, left South Dakota uh, oh, around 1980, I guess, and Wound up spending 33 years in the Twin Cities and uh, actually went to uh, St. John Vianney Seminary and St. Thomas in, in the Twin Cities and graduated from there. And, uh, well, and I heard you went to school with somebody interesting. Yes, there. I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh, one of my classmates there happened to be the uh, the new bishop of Sioux Falls, Bishop DeGroote. So <laughs> he lived right down the hall from me. And if you run into him, he's got a pretty funny story about that. So <laughs> I don't want to steal his thunder. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so and uh, have been a entrepreneur and been in business for myself for almost 30 years now wow. and uh, I, uh, I tell people that I'm very blessed that I get to work with people uh, and help them flourish in their lives and in their work and so uh, uh, I've had, I get a chance to to do a variety of different things and you know we can talk more about that mm-hmm. as we have as we have time but yeah. about five years ago decided to come back to South Dakota and uh, uh, moved to Watertown and was up there for a while, and then uh, uh, last August moved down to Sioux Falls. So, and absolutely love Sioux Falls. Yeah, so. it's a great city. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, welcome back or welcome. Thank home. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you do a lot of of things with uh, that surround business. You've also written books. Yes, I have. Yeah, I'm an author. I've written uh, two books, actually three books. Two are out, and the third one will be out. Uh, uh, hopefully in about a month. I'm shooting for shortly after Easter, so wow. it's all done. I'm just finishing the edits and all that kind of stuff on it. So, but uh, and that one will be an interesting one. Uh, you know, my career over the last few years has has changed to where I I get to work and actively work in my faith as well, yeah. which is really a, a real blessing for me. And uh, this new book that's coming out is really a reflection back, and it's kind of a interesting timing because it's mm-hmm. a reflection back to what happened in 2008 during the oh, financial crisis. Wow. And uh, I happened to be on September 15th of 2008. I was uh, on an airplane from Minneapolis to Charlotte, North Carolina, huh. and uh, early that morning. And when I got into Charlotte, my phone had blown up. I had messages from all over the country. Sure. And as I went through the terminal, there's all these people standing around TVs and that kind of thing. And I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? And uh, that was the morning that Lehman Brothers announced that they had filed for bankruptcy and that they were going under. And that was really one of the first dominoes that started to fall. 
And so uh, uh, that, you know, that, that over those next two years then, I was really, at that time I was working with a lot of community banks and investment advisors really? all over the country. And, of course, they were trying to get through that crisis situation. And, and so uh, I was kind of a, not only a consultant but a counselor as well, mm-hmm. uh, helping them do that. And so a few years later I kind of started reflecting back on what it was with those businesses, what what were the key principles that allowed them to uh, some of them to survive and thrive mm-hmm. and what were the things that the ones that didn't make it you know right. uh, uh, hmm. didn't you know did and so uh, that's There's what, the, that's what like the book is about is people lining up outside to talk to you yeah yeah so well i am just joyful that you have decided to co-host with me and i think it's going to be a Great fun and a great addition to the Real Presence Radio family. Right. So. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, we're going to head into our first interview. Um, we uh, have Chris Haycroft on the line, and we're getting Bishop John Folda on the line soon, as soon as we can get him. But let's start with Chris. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Tell us a little How bit you? about yourself and what you do with Catholic Charities. Well, thanks for inviting me. It's uh, really exciting work that we get to do at Catholic Charities North Dakota. Um, I'm the director of the Pregnancy, Parenting, and Adoption Services Program. And our program has the honor of getting to walk alongside families hoping to grow their family through adoption and women and men who are experiencing an unintended pregnancy. We offer free, confidential, and unbiased counseling to expectant parents throughout the entire state of North Dakota offering them support and education in order to help them make life-affirming choices for their babies. Wonderful. And how long have you been working with Catholic Charities? I've been with Catholic Charities about four years now. Wow. So if somebody is experiencing an unplanned pregnancy, do they need to be Catholic to come in and see you for uh, that free consultation? We absolutely do not. We work with women of any faith, um, and we will actually go to them. So sometimes it's really hard to to get to an office. We have offices in Fargo, Bismarck, Minot, and Grand Forks, and sometimes transportation is a barrier to receiving services. So we'll actually go anywhere in the state um, to meet with women who are in need. Wow. So a lot of times when you're confronted with these women, um I, I would assume some of them think that if you're coming to visit or if they're go- coming in to visit you, it's going to be to talk about adoption. Would that be true or false? I would say that is um, kind of the assumption, um, and we work really hard to combat that uh, assumption. So everybody that we work with, we are going to talk to them about parenting and adoption. So if somebody comes to us and they say, I want to make an adoption plan, and I know that's what I want to do. We're still going to talk to them about what parenting would look like, because we don't want anybody to make a decision until they've looked at all of their options to make sure that that's what's best for them and their family. Um, And the same as someone comes to us and said, I'm really struggling, I know I want to parent my child, um, but I need some help. We're still going to talk about adoption, because adoption has changed over the years, and we really want to make sure that everybody understands the beauty of adoption today and what that looks like. So everybody is going to get um, counseling on both ends, and we never push somebody uh, towards either direction. That is completely their choice, and we will support them in their decision. 
Chris, what you guys do, this is Mike, what you guys do is near and dear to my heart. I have a sister who's adopted and was adopted yeah. through Catholic Charities in Sioux Falls. So uh, uh, I went through that when I was much younger uh, with my sister. So uh, tell us a little bit about what, uh, what the process is for someone that comes to you uh, that is looking for, a, a teenager that's looking for help and support. Sure. You know, we, like I said, we'll work with absolutely anybody. Sometimes um, moms come to us and it's their first baby and they are a teenager. Sometimes moms come to us and they're in their 40s and they have Mm -hmm. felt like parenting is kind of, they've already done that. They maybe have four or five kids. And so when somebody reaches out to us, we just set up a a meeting to to meet with them and and we really find out where they're at. You know, some women really need... um, just talking through the decision-making and just, just talking through what they're going to do in this pregnancy or, or need help, you know, gathering their support system, talking to their parents, those kind of things. Um, some women really start from square one, and they don't have any place to live, and they're struggling with addiction, and they haven't received any medical care yet and aren't eating properly. So we just take a woman where she comes to us. We just join with her right where she's at and then figure out what she needs to move forward in a healthy pregnancy, and, and that's what we help her do. So every single client that we work with it has a little bit different service, so it's really based on what they need, and we don't just say, you know, why don't you go to WIC? Um, why don't you apply for food stamps or SNAP benefits? We take them to those appointments. We make sure that they're understanding what healthy food is, go shopping with them. So we really are hands-on um, with our moms and helping them get everything that they need. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just think it's so great because all of the resources are honed in and you have all the connections on what they might need to help them. And I and I, I wanted to ask that question because I, I want people to be sure that they know you go see the agency, it's not just for adoption. Right. You have so many right. outlets and opportunities for these young ladies. Um, do you also work with um, family members that are dealing Absolutely. with this? Absolutely. So, you know, we always say that our, you know, our client is the young woman who comes into us, but we want to build a support system around her. So we always try to get um, the men in her life involved in, in the counseling. We try to get her extended family, anybody we can to be part of that education and decision-making. We just want to wrap as many services um, and supports around them as possible and really engage um, her natural support system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me on working with these ladies, what's your experience been um, and the fruits that you've seen by working with these young ladies? Oh, if you could see the smile on my face, this is the most amazing job. Um, you know, just being able to have somebody come to you in a place that is so full of fear um, and, and so full of uncertainty and then get to see them, you know, six months, a year after that baby's born in a really great place, you know, working, being a great parent or having a great relationship with an adoptive family and just knowing that you helped plant a seed that forever will change her life and that child's life um, in a way that just set them up for stability moving forward. It's, it's wonderful. Chris, how do you uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the support process for those families that adopt and once that, once that child is adopted? Right. So <clears throat> we always joke that once you're 
part of our Catholic Charities family, you're part of our Catholic Charities family forever. <laughs> um, so once um, either a birth mom or adoptive parent, anybody is involved in our Pregnancy Parenting and Adoption Services Program, we will support you for the, for the rest of your life. So um, adoption isn't a one-time event. Adoption is, is a lifelong process. And so there are times maybe when you're a teenager and you're having more questions about your adoption or maybe you have that first project at school where you have to do a family tree and you're not really sure how to navigate that. And our um, social workers go right into the school or, you know, join with the family when, when the child's a teenager and help walk through all of those um, all of those life events. So it's not sure, just, yeah. um, you know, when they're, when they're a baby, but, but following them um, throughout their life and even <clears throat> providing search and disclosure um, services for those um, adoptions in the past that weren't open and didn't have that level of connection between the birth family and adoptive family and helping to see if we can connect them um, now as adults. Mm-hmm. Well, for those of you that might just be tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live, and we are talking with Chris Haycroft this morning from the Diocese of Fargo. She's the Director of Pregnancy, Parenting, and Adoption Services at Catholic Charities in North Dakota. So we're kind of just talking about a little bit how adoption works, what you are there for um, with these new mothers and the adoptive families, because that can also be very challenging. Um, you have a new undertaking. Let's get, let's change gears and kind of talk about that. It's called Walking with Moms in Need. Explain a little bit about that. Well, um, that is, is our uh, year of service this year, and it will ha- um, start in March. Um, and we'll kind of have a year of focus of the Catholic Church and walking with moms in need. And I think that one of the things that we'll kind of do is is reach out to the parishes on a parish level and see, you know, what services do they know about that really help moms in need so that the the parish can be um, kind of that starting point for a family or a woman who is wanting to reach out and needing some help and starting to really have um, a good understanding of what services are available in our community. Um, And then I'm really excited about um, how well it fits with what we do in the Pregnancy Parenting and Adoption Services Program, because I've already gotten um, calls from families in, I got a call from a grandmother in Florida, and she just said, you know, I heard this on the news, and I thought about the Catholic Church, and I Googled Catholic Charities North Dakota. Um, I have a granddaughter who's in need of some counseling services, and I was expecting a baby. Would you be able to work with her? Absolutely. So it's just a great opportunity um, for folks to understand um, what a resource Catholic Charities is. Wonderful. Well, and now we have Bishop on the line. Bishop Folda, are you with us? I am with you, yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. And we've just been talking with Chris about all the wonderful benefits of walking with moms in need. How important is it uh, for the bishops to offer something like this to help build that pro-life culture? Well, I think it's enormously important because, you know, as the the need for support for mothers grows, especially, you know, in our kind of disrupted times right now, it's it's really necessary that we as a church are able to reach out and and be a, a place that people can come to um, seeking help. You know, I we. We want to be a, a destination, you might say, or at least mm-hmm. a, a conduit for 
uh, mothers who have this need in their lives who are uh, preparing to bring a child into the world. We want the Church to um, be welcoming and also to be a source of information. I think that's an important thing, too. And that's a, a very uh, kind of unique aspect of this initiative, is to really heighten awareness in our parishes uh, of what is available, at what, what resources can be shared with um, moms who come to us. And we don't want to just send them off to the nearest uh, health agency, but we want to really embrace them and, and make them know that they're cared for and, and that we'll do what we can, that we'll accompany them. And that's a word that mm-hmm. we hear Pope Francis using very often, is to accompany mm-hmm. one another on the journey. So I think that's it's a very important initiative, and, and I'm very happy that uh, the bishops of the United States have taken it up and Hopefully it'll really bear some fruit in this coming year. Right, yeah. Bishop, good morning. This is Mike Farrell. Um, as you good morning. Look at what, as you look at what Chris and, and Catholic Charities are doing, uh, what does that kind of mean to you personally as a, as a bishop? Well, you know, it's, it's encouraging to me that our Catholic Charities organizations are really taking up this challenge. I, I, every Catholic Charities organization around the country is slightly different. They have their own their own character, but uh, as I'm sure Chris has told you, Catholic Charities of North Dakota has been involved with parenting and pregnancy and adoption services for many, many years. And so this is really uh, absolutely um, in line with that ongoing work, um, just to help all of us realize that Catholic Charities is right there for us, you know, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. reference point for all of our pastors. Um, I think, to tell you the truth, I think sometimes a pastor will um, receive somebody or, you know, meet with somebody who has a, a pregnancy and has all kinds of challenges, and, and that pastor may not himself be equipped to to deal with those things right. and may not have a whole lot of information. But to know that Catholic Charities is immediately available and can really... Um, provide information and and even help to carry that ball so to speak right. uh, can really can really walk with that mom and with the pastor you know I don't think any pastor wants to just do a handoff I think that um, it's important that there's kind of a collaborative uh, arrangement and Catholic charities is just uh, constantly reaching out to people and has a history with this work uh, assisting women who are experiencing pregnancies, families too, and, and so I think this is just a perfect fit, and it's going to be a huge help to our pastors to know that that uh, they're ready and available to uh, provide some information and some direction for resources and all the rest. Absolutely. So Walking with Moms in Need, Chris, can you tell us um, where people can find out more information about this new program? Sure. <clears throat> they have a Walking with Moms in Need website um, that's easy to access on the Internet. And to find out more about Catholic Charities North Dakota, just Google Catholic Charities North Dakota. And um, we have a page for Pregnancy, Parenting, and Adoption Services that tells you all about our services. And it also talks about some frequently, frequently asked questions. Sometimes it's um, 
difficult for um, expectant parents to, to make that first call, and sometimes they just want to gather some information. So there's even mm-hmm. um, some good question and answers on there to let them know a little bit about our services um, before having to call us. Are there any opportunities, I'm thinking of myself as a layperson to, and a mother, to walk with these moms? Is there any way for us to volunteer within this organization to help out? Yeah, I think one of the, the biggest things that we use volunteers for right now are um, providing some of that stuff um, that you need to be a parent. So, mm-hmm. you know, when women come to us and they, you know, we're working on really those big things, it's so nice to be able to say, don't worry about bottles and pacifiers and diapers and wipes mm-hmm. and formula and a crib and all mm-hmm. of those things that you need. We'll help you get those. Um, and we'll help take care of that burden for you. And so just um, we've had Catholic Charities crib projects around the state that have been absolutely wonderful, where we set a crib up right in the parish, and folks can donate um, clothing and diapers and wipes and those kind of things, um, as well as we've had a couple of service groups who have um, made us some gift baskets for moms after they deliver, because mm. sometimes these moms, you know, choose life, go through pregnancy and labor and delivery, and no one visits them. Nobody mm. sends them flowers. Mm. Nobody, you know, shows up at the hospital to say, well done. Like, you, right. just, you just did the most beautiful thing mm. imaginable. And so we have some things at the office that we can bring with us and just say, you know, you, you were thought of. The community wants you to know how great this was, and thank you for choosing life. And so those are a couple of options that um, come to mind when, you know, volunteers from the community have really gathered to support our mom. Wow, that's beautiful. I think if I can jump in, uh, that's something that the parishes can really be directly involved with as well. I think that kind of outreach just from members of the parish to to new moms, to moms who are struggling, um, you know, it, it can really help them to realize that they're not alone and mm-hmm. that, you know, there's there's joy at the fact that they're, they're bringing a, a child into the world, a new life into the world, and that we want to support that, that new family, that little family. And um, that's a great way, I think, for our people to really be involved uh, on the ground and, and just do the ordinary stuff you know, extend a hand of friendship to uh, to moms. I think that's something that can be very important because when, in my limited experience, when mothers are experiencing, a, you know, a, a difficult pregnancy or their their family situation is, is hard, um, there's a, a feeling of being alone, a feeling of almost isolation and, and uh, not knowing which way to turn. And you know, the, the culture of death preys on them at that point. And so mm-hmm. I think that we can right. really uh, do something very concrete by uh, encouraging our, our uh, faithful to be there for them and to reach out to them and, and uh, just be friends, you know, be, extend a hand of friendship and love to them. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, one last question. We're running out of time this morning. Um, if you have a young mother listening and wants to come in and maybe talk to somebody, can you give her an idea of what to expect um, when she comes in for this appointment? Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, our social workers are just wonderful. I think we have the most amazing team, and it is a really laid-back setting. It's just tell me about yourself, tell me how we can be helpful, 
um, and and we just work work together. And I think it's um, it's an experience that everybody leaves feeling just kind of a sense of unconditional love, and that there are, there's no judgment. We we just want to be there to help in whatever way we can. Beautiful, Bishop. Any last thoughts um, for the listeners this morning on this topic? Just, uh, I guess, to reiterate that we've, we've been saying now for 25 years um, since Pope John Paul's uh, encyclical Evangelium Vitae that we're we, we're part of the God, we're part of the culture of life, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Church really has a, a mission to be at the forefront of that uh, that effort to build a culture of life in our society, in our own communities, you know, in our own parishes. Um, I think that this initiative, uh, which was inaugurated uh, to commemorate that 25th anniversary of Pope St. John Paul II's uh, beautiful encyclical, uh, I think this is really a, a great moment because you might say it's bringing it down to um, the level of, of our uh, our faithful people and helping them to really be engaged in this as well. And it's, you know, the idea is that we, we help these moms. There's so many moms out there that need need our assistance, our moral mm-hmm. support, and, and our accompaniment. And I think that this initiative is really a, a beautiful way to bring that about. So it, I would also suggest, too, that this is maybe an opportune time for all of us to reread um, John Paul's encyclical. There's so much there to learn mm-hmm. and... Uh, we we can't go wrong from turning to him for wisdom on this on this matter. Absolutely. Yep. And Chris, can you tell us one more time where people can find more information on walking with moms in need? Yep, just uh, walkingwithmomsinneed.com dot com or catholiccharitiesnorthdakota dot com. All right. Well, Chris Haycroft, Bishop John Folda, thank you so much for thank joining you. us this morning. Thank you for having me. And Bishop, thank, will you part us with you your both. blessing? I will. I will. Almighty God, I ask your blessing on all who are listening today. We especially are mindful of those who are struggling through the current pandemic, the current health crisis that we're dealing with. And we especially pray, Lord, for all the mothers in need who await our help and await your love through our compassion. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. All right. It's been a good morning so far, Mike. Been a good morning. Started with started with mass and great interview with a bishop exactly. already. And yep. Yep. I'm excited for our next... Uh, right. Uh, Up next, we've got uh, the only jeweler of his kind in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I think in South Dakota. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like it. Uh, what sets Tom Fiani apart from other jewelers. And uh, stay tuned to find out. And then later, join us as we pray the rosary live. Mm-hmm. Uh continuing to offer our prayers for those affected by coronavirus. So don't go anywhere. Real Presence Live continues on the other side of this break. Mm -hmm.